fire for them fire for them if you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there keep it locked with this Unomics podcast 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 Yo people, happy new year. As ridiculous as it sounds hearing this towards the end of January, we had a short break, but we're back now with Dissonomics Podcast. I hope you've had a great week and year thus far. This year we're gonna be bigger and better. There's gonna be some changes to the podcast, some changes regarding Patreon. There's been a lack of activity, which I apologize for, but I, I will address that this year and of course with YouTube and the Insta. So firstly, Patreon, just Dissonomics. YouTube, Dysonomics, Instagram, Dysonomics, and Dysonomics Pod, Twitter underscore Nomics. So make sure you're signed up to all of those. And of course, Shot and Chaser podcast. You'll catch me every Thursday, a Spotify exclusive, quick six to eight minute podcast on various topics. So make sure you check that one out this week. Going forward, subscribe and follow. They have great episodes on tech, history, um, TV. All good stuff. So make sure you check that out every Monday to Friday, Shot and Chaser. So, and of course, Touchdown Frackers for you guys who are interested in football, Touchdown Frackers. And yeah, that's enough of the promotion. Now, this week's podcast, we are going to speak on the Conservative Party. They seemingly are going into meltdown. This has been a very, very crazy week for the Conservative Party and not in a good way. So we're going to talk about what's happened this week and if there is a chance that Boris can will actually see out his prime ministerial term. So that's the gist of this week's podcast. I hope you enjoy. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hashtag it. Share it on your socials. All that good stuff. But yeah, let's get into it. Hi, it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. What's going on, people? We are talking. If Boris is finished, will he be able to finish out his term? Well, Boris's term started off with a December 2019 election victory. He absolutely smashed Jeremy Corbyn to pieces. Um, I've discussed that nausea about why and all the good stuff. So Conservatives currently have a massive majority. So what does that mean? In the House of Commons, they have enough MPs where if they wanted to vote for something and all the MPs voted for them, they will win every single time. And the majority is significant. So even if some... Tory MPs do decide to rebel and vote against the will of the government, which has happened quite often during the last year and a half due to some Tory backbenchers being anti-lockdown and stuff like that, they will still win because they have enough votes. Now, so that means that in for just over two years, Boris Johnson has been prime minister. But this man has experienced more scandal, I believe, than any other prime minister. My personal opinion that he's the most incompetent prime minister and he's the, probably the MP I've disliked the most um, by a significant margin. He's had in the last, in his two years of prime minister, he's probably had enough scandals to last like five governments maybe i'm thinking of like the the gordon brown government that was like one or two scandals tony blair obviously iraq was a massive thing but maybe like a few theresa may maybe like one scandal david cameron like two like two or three like he's had like 12 (laughs) it's bonkers it's totally bonkers and that was just a random number it's probably more than 12 now so let's talk about what's happened this week well boris the Conservative Party, well, the Conservative MPs, shall I say, the backbenchers, 
have had enough. Okay, what is a backbencher? So you get people, so when you watch Prime Minister's questions, you see them in the House of Commons, you see Boris at the front and then opposite him, you see the opposition leader. Previously, it was Jeremy Corbyn, right now it's Keir Starmer. And on the front benches, you get the ministers, right? So those are the people with the main job. So this is Sajid Javid, this is Priti Patel, Dominic Raab, people like that, you get. So Tory backbenchers are currently in the process of attempting to oust Boris Johnson as Prime Minister. What they need is a vote of no confidence. And this is by sending, getting 54 letters, written letters sent to the 1922 committee to trigger a vote of no confidence. And they've got a significant portion of that already. They don't quite have 54, but everybody believes. So the people who are trying to get rid of Boris believe, Boris and his people believe they will have enough names by next week. Now, there's been a lot of things that they've been unhappy about. Boris Johnson has made them look stupid with um, um, Dominic Cummins skirting down lockdown rules to being too late to lockdown, loads of people dying, locking down when there isn't need in their opinion, um, the mark taking on Marcus Rashford for no reason, so many other U-turns. And then all these parties, yeah, while the British people were... Under lockdown, this is the final straw. And the most recent one was the most recent batch is them having a lockdown party in April 2021, the day before the funeral of um, the Queen's husband, Prince Philip, I believe his name is, or Prince Andrew, one of the two, I can't remember. I can't remember which one is the... In fact, let me not even talk on that. Do you get it? And then, of course, there was the May 2020. That was the height of COVID. Remember, COVID really hit the streets and Boris announced lockdown in like March. Went on lockdown for like four months. So May 2020 was a height where it was a bring your own booze. And this one, Boris was in full attendance, right? So, and they, and then when Boris went on Sky um, News to have an interview and his, his defense was literally, and I'm paraphrasing, um, when I was there, like nobody told me I was breaking the rules. I didn't know I was breaking the rules. That was a final straw. So on the Wednesday around midday, there's a thing called Prime Minister's Questions, like a half hour session when there's like a debate, they go back and forth. And this Wednesday or the, the past Wednesday, oh my God, Keir Starmer puts Boris Johnson in the air fryer, cooking him, absolutely cooking him. And he was getting a load of cheers from his side. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think so. A lot of MPs, their final, their final straw, as I said, was um, Boris's interview, and he even made reference to it. He was like, "Yeah, what the prime minister, like prime minister, literally thinks his defense is gonna be, I, I wasn't sure if I was breaking the rules. My guy, you wrote the rules, and his presence was even larger because on that Wednesday, a Tory MP, which we're gonna talk on later, defected. Defected is when you switch sides. So like, let's say you're a Russian spy, you go to do spy thing in America and then you, the American government convert you. So he switched sides. He switched blocks from the Tories to Labour. And he actually went to be on the Labour bench last week, um, this Wednesday, well, last Wednesday. And then obviously Kisan was like, see, he knows what time it is. You get me? Um, a lot of MPs have received thousands of letters and are starting to panic as there's and there's also been allegations of blackmail. So Tory MPs are not are feeling the heat from the public, from their constituents, and they're just not happy that Boris has put them in the position. Bear in mind, I said at the top of the podcast that Boris had a large majority. The lead, if you look at the polls, is whittled away. 
And there is no reason that you should win an election that big and you should be ever in any danger of losing the next election. The next election should be a gimme. And when he won that election, I was like, Labour are not going to um, be in power for like another 10 years because he's going to win this election and he's going to win the next one. He's gonna win it. He just won this election, he's going to win the next one. But by Boris's incompetency has made this actually in play. Now, let's talk on the blackmail. So, there has been accusations of blackmail. Boris has been accused by senior Tory MP William Ragg of blackmailing MPs. Uh, William Ragg is one of the initial seven MPs that were that were public in calling for Boris Johnson to be gone. And um, yes, he's also the head of the, sorry, the chair of the House of Commons Public Administration Committee. Mr. Ragg stated that Tory whips, who are like effectively the business managers, have been um, allegedly threatening to withhold investments from MPs' constituencies that are actually funded from public purses. So why this is bad is like, if you don't vote our way or move how we want you to move, we're going to withdraw public money that was given to us to invest in our constituencies. We're going to withhold it from you. And obviously, if you do that, then it's bad for your constituents where your constituency is going to get mad at you and you might lose. Do you get it? He also claims um, members of the cabinet, so that's the ministers, number 10 staff, so that's Boris's staff, special advisors, people who uh, advise Boris and others were involved in smear campaigns. And he said, and I quote, encouraging the publications of stories in the press seeking to embarrass those they suspect of lacking confidence in the prime minister. He said that constitutes as blackmail. And if that is the case, which I believe is the case personally, then that is 1000% blackmail. And this wouldn't surprise me because Boris and them are wounded and they're trying desperately to keep the ship from sinking. And he's not in a good space politically. So he can't afford more and more and more mess ups. So I, I'm not, I would not be surprised if they did such a thing. Boris, of course, said he sees no evidence of such claims. Shock. He said he saw no evidence of all these lockdown parties until man started dropping the 4K footage on his head top. Um, Christian Wakeford is a Tory MP who I mentioned earlier who switched sides to Labour. He, um, he's the MP of Bury South, which is up north, and he switched on Wednesday. He claims that he was told his constituency would not get a school if he didn't vote a certain way. So this further... Uh, perpetuates the allegations brought forward by um, Mr. Rag, um, Tory MP, regarding Tory MPs being bullied by Number 10 and Co. He, um, he said, how would you feel if when they held back, um, how would you feel if, if when they held back the regeneration of a town for a vote, he said, claiming that the bullying of conservative whips has been one of the factors behind his defection. So, yeah, it's it's looking very, very spooky. Um, now, on top of blackmail, we've got some racismo allegations. Hella allegations. And I'm not sure if the Tories can meet these allegations. So, Tory MP Nusra Ghani claims she was sacked from her ministerial job because of her faith. And this came from a Sunday Times exclusive, which dropped today as I was recording. Um... She was told her faith, um, she's a Muslim, was making her colleagues uncomfortable. In a very interesting self-snitching moment, um, Mark Spencer, who, was, who is a chief whip, basically snitched himself. And he said his um, motivation for doing so is to separate it from Tory rips because Tory rips, of course, are coming under pressure 
with regards to the blackmailing. He said that he tweeted that allegations were made in March 2020 and Ms. Ghani was invited to use the formal complaints procedure and she declined. He said the accusations were completely false and considers them to be defamatory. Defamatory. She allegedly, she was allegedly told in a reshuffle meeting, and this is when they move people, move people, move jobs around in the cabinet. So that's all the ministers, like the, the all the different secretaries, the secretary of of health, uh, um, chancellor of checker, um, foreign affairs, all that type, of home secretary, all that type of stuff. She was allegedly told in this reshuffle meeting at Down the Street that her Muslimness raise an issue and her, and her Muslim status was making ministers uncomfortable. So here's a quote. At the post for meeting with the whips, I was, I asked what the thinking was, I, she asked, I asked what the thinking was behind the decision to fire me and what the, and what the music, and what the mood music was when my name was mentioned number 10 concerning the reshuffle. I was told at the reshuffle meeting at Downstream that, that Muslimness was raised as an issue. That my Muslim woman, Muslim woman minister status, sorry people, was making colleagues uncomfortable, and that, and that there were concerns that I wasn't loyal to the party as I didn't do enough to def- defend the party against is- Islamophobia allegations. When I challenged whether this was in any way acceptable, and made it clear that there was little I could do about my identity. I had to listen to a monologue on how hard it was to define when people are being racist and that the party doesn't have a problem, and I needed to do more to defend it. It was very clear to me that the whips at number 10 were holding me to a higher threshold of loyalty than the others because of my background and faith. I find this very ironic that, yo, we've had ish, we've had complaints of Islamophobia and because you didn't defend us, we're going to effectively fire you. Doesn't that further perpetuate that you are indeed Islamophobic? That will definitely fall in line with this um, government's decision-making, which has been completely and utterly shoddy. Now, what has been Boris's response to this? Well, this weekend, that's what's gone. He has been he has spent he has spent time trying to shore up support for himself. They are current um the people who are gunning for him, the people who want to get all the the, the fifty four needed letters to to initiate this vote of no confidence for Boris Johnson are waiting for the Sue Gay report. Um, Sue Gray is a senior civil servant who is launching a report regarding the lockdown parties, including the, the Bring Your Own Booze one during May 2020, which Boris attended. According to sources, according to the streets, the mood at number 10 is bleak and they believe that Gray's report is going to be bad as she's going to get the facts and the facts are going to be tricky for them to deal with. Boris' allies believe that he will definitely face his vote in no confidence, but they reckon he'll win the vote. So he's going to spend this weekend trying to boost that support. So, yeah, a vote of no confidence seems likely to come. People believe the Sue Gray report will drop on Tuesday. I can't wait for that. And people believe he's likely to win this. However, the fact that you go under a vote of no confidence is a terrible, terrible sign. Theresa May, I'm not sure people remember, um, um, held on a vote of no confidence. I believe um, also Jamie Corbyn did as well. And as you saw of both part, both people, what Theresa May within a year and a half, and she was a sitting prime minister, she her position became untenable, and she had to she had to cut. And then there's a leadership contest. So now apparently people are looking at two people, so Liz Douglas as well as Rishi Sunak for a potential. If it goes to that point, I personally do not believe that Boris sees out his time as prime minister. Firstly, Boris is flipping lazy. Boris is lazy, my dog. Like in 2020, 
Boris was off work several times. Boris was missing COVID meetings several times. Boris had like two holidays. He had COVID, which is not his fault. And then he had to leave for another reason. When you compare him to the pre to um the previous elected prime minister, like for, well, Theresa May did win the election, but Bali. But if you look at uh, um David Cameron, who won, who defeated Gordon Brown in two thousand and ten, and he was prime minister up until he resigned in twenty sixteen post Brexit, Brexit vote. I believe he only missed a day of work as prime minister, and that was due to the death of his son. Boris Johnson is not hardworking. Boris Johnson is also incompetent. And there's been talks for a while that Boris Johnson is like, this job is long, you know, this is flipping long. And his incompetency has led to a tremendous, I can't say that word properly, let's scrap that, two years. And I believe Tory MPs know that if we keep this brother in charge for the next two to three years, our seats are at big, big, big jeopardy. And that's why I don't believe he's going to last two years. Two, three years. But, well, we'll see. Obviously, I'll update you on the results of the Sue grating. And obviously, if there's a no confidence vote, I'll give you people the gist. I'm back on Instagram giving you regular updates news-wise. So make sure you follow that. This is not Mr. Instagram. And yeah, let me know what you think of the pod. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're sharing this with your people them as well. And yeah, until next week, peace and blessings, people.